Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, I'm a little bit sneezy, so I apologise. Um, I've been confined to the spare room, which is now Lola's room. And I'm sitting on the bed and uh, Lola's hair is everywhere, so. You're always sneezy, Jane. I'm always sneezy, but I'm more Don't sneezy. Don't need to apologise for your bodily, your natural bodily functions. Thanks, thanks. Although, I, sh- I you know, I should. No, do you know what it is? I haven't had my antihistamine now in three days because I ran out. Oh, Jesus. I know, I need to get more today. I'm going to go into town now today and get some. Uh, um, the height of my gas. Something freaked me out yesterday. Um, we're not going to talk about COVID too, too much right now. But um, I got a time, not a time hop, you know, on Instagram stories when you can see your story from a year ago. Yeah. And it was a year ago yesterday and it was us, like a fucking stupid Zoom joke meme thing. And I was like, oh God, we just started Zoom calls and it's we were talking about it. Must have been. It was just when we started working from home, yeah. Gas. Yeah, we're nearing the anniversary, or we're past the anniversary now. The anniversary was the 12th, which and is the insane. It was like, oh, when you have to move your your laundry out of the way and take your hair out of the bun for Zoom or something stupid. I know, and it's like, what? Um, yeah, and I just had my, my first lockdown birthday. I thought I was going to get away with uh, being the only person to uh, have two consecutive birthdays, but it wasn't meant to be. No. Um. Yeah. Look, here we are. But look, I feel like the more we, I feel like if we just don't look at it, it's not as bad. Don't look at what? Oh, the numbers and stuff. No, 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 no. Just don't look at lockdown. Don't look at lockdown. Like the way I'm getting through it now at the moment is just telling myself, well, this is just life now. So I'm just surrendering to the situation. This is just life for the moment and eventually it will be slightly different, but who cares? Just That's a good approach. The funny thing is, yeah, because me and Dave were talking about it and we were like, it's not the new normal anymore. It's just normal. Yeah. Actually going back to normal will be the new normal. It will. Whatever that will be. Because the new aren't going anywhere. No, I totally, I think you're right. This is just the way it is. Like, because um, I go through, I go through moments. Uh, the year thing didn't bother me. I know for a lot of people, the year anniversary of it was, quite triggering and upsetting for me I was just like no I've been th- saying it's a year for ages I can't believe it's only a year now I've been saying this whole year but um I think I go through like I might have a 15 minute burst like last night I did when I saw when I was just like for fuck's sake we're, st- we're just stuck our numbers are stuck between Roe, five and seven and blasted into our gals whatsapp group having a little mini panic attack and I read it and I just chose to be like I'm actually stuck in response because I just do not have an answer and that's the same crisis yeah. I was having in my head. The minute I did, well, it started with a joke that I saw that it was just, anyway, it was, it was a meme thing and then I just saw, then I was like, I wonder what the number is today and then I checked the number and then I went from like, lol, to like, for fuck's sake, to panic, to like, you know what, forget about it, let's not talk about it. <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? The it's numbers, they're just not going down and I don't know what that means for the future. I just, like... It's just gonna everything is gonna be closed forever. Like I don't understand until everyone's vaccinated. Yeah, but the thing is, I did hear, positive. I did hear Leo say it's likely that the five k will be re- uh, changed in April. Okay, great. That'd be great. What though? He said he can't say whether it'll be ten k, twenty k in county or whatever. Okay. So I'd even be happy with ten k to be honest. I'd be happy with ten k. Yeah. I'd be very happy with 10k. Yeah. You get to see, you get, yeah, you get to a C point and 
Yeah, the C's only seven or eight K. Did you get the Bray? No, probably not. Bray's about 20k, but I I have been like going to Bray every now and then to see my dad because I'm his support bubble. But to be honest, that old chestnut, eh? I'm joking. Yeah. I've been now, I've actually only been twice since Christmas to see my dad, uh, and he came out to me once. But I have to say, it's more of my support bubble than for him because I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll come out to Bray. We'll go for a walk and see for Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. But anyway. Anyway, what are we talking about today, Ro? We're doing Agony Ant. Jane, is that a sneezer or is that your top? Oh no, it's my sneezer. Sorry, Jane is wearing a black top and it looks like she was blowing her nose on her on her top, but it's a black sneezer. It's an old black t-shirt. Cute. I thought yeah. it was part of your top that you're wearing and I was like, oh my God. No, I'm not that gross. No, I'm I like, know. yeah, it's just one of my sneezers. I was shocked for Slightly. a second. Uh, can I just um, actually give a mention to someone who today messaged us saying that they were walking listening to our last episode, the pet peeves one. And I was talking about how Andrea's pet peeve for me is that I leave tissues everywhere. I'm always snotty. And that's the most disgusting thing ever. Like, I, why do I say these things on the podcast? But anyway. You've said much worse than that, Jane. We've said <laughs> much worse. Uh, and then someone said that they saw a hanky, a handkerchief uh, on a wall or something. And that she thought to herself, oh, Jane must have been here with her sneezers. I love that. <laughs> I was like, she's Andrea got a kick out of that. because um, I found that very funny as well because me and Jane have a um have an ongoing <laughs> joke where we if we find an object on the ground, we just send her the picture but Jane, your baby shoe. <laughs> well, your baby hey, your umbrella. Uh Andrea had a good one yesterday. Uh she she was walking to work and she texted me, it was like, Oh my god, Jane, you've been looking for this everywhere, and it was a full double mattress in the middle of a path taking up the entire path with the sheet still on it <laughs> she's like Jane your bed it's I'm like such... oh god you know what that's where I like to take my naps it's such stupid humour but I just love it one time I found one of the I found a little Barbie shoe and I sent it to her <laughs> I thought it was good um, before we kick off into Agony Ant, we've got a new patrons over the last two weeks. We've got a few new patrons. So I want to say thank you very much for joining our patron gang. If you don't know, but I'm sure you do, it's two extra episodes a month for a, the bargain price of around five euro. And uh, what yeah. else are you spending your money on, to be fair? Yeah. If I you don't have know. any money, if you still have a job, your pup payment. God, what else are you spending your money on? <laughs> No, yeah. as Rose said, thanks so much to the couple of people who signed up to be a patron over the past week. You're legends. Legends. I'm still aghast every time someone signs up to be a patron. Aghast. Um, I was going to say, I'm still agog, and I realise that's not a saying. And speaking of sayings, this morning I told Jane I was up at Cockshout, and Jane was like, what? And I was like, Cockshout? My mom always says Cockshout, but Jane thinks it's cock. I was up at Cox. I would Cox, say Cox, Cox Cry or Cox Crow. I've never heard that in my life. So then what I did was I, I couldn't figure out what one I say. Now I feel like it is Cox Crow. It's the Cox Crows. Cox Shout. Cox Shout. But then I was saying Cox Cry. I was like, is it Cox Cry? Cox Crow. So I Googled Cox Cry. Not a great idea. Jane was seeing big cocks in her, like, you're fucking, you're fucked now. Please no, come your- it was a weird niche of porn that, I never really knew existed or thought 
I didn't click into any of the links, but it came up on Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was like, <laughs> I'm curious. And Jane's looking up. <laughs> it was people crying on cocks. That's what it was. Like, it was crying porn. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's why I sent you screen grab. And I'm like, I don't understand what this is. So it's a weird niche of porn. I never... So while they're having sex, they're crying. I don't both. know. I didn't investigate further. I just saw, well, I get the thing back up. It was like. I wonder if both parties crying at the same time. Or are they crying onto the cock? <laughs> well, that's what I envisioned there. So, yeah. Yeah, here you go. Look. Uh, Pornhub. Crying on cock porn videos. Wow. There really is. On xvideos.com, there's monster cock homemade crying. Imagine Andrea walked in and you're watching Monster Cock Homemade Crying Porn, whatever that is. Well, <laughs> I'm really interested now. I'll Don't click it for later. Don't click into it, Jesus. You didn't bookmark it. What? You bookmarked it. Oh, I'm joking. Oh my God, I was like, oh, I don't know if you know. No, like, Google knows mad things about me then. <gasps> yeah, bookmarking would not be, not be smart. Jesus. But anyway, if anyone knows what the saying is, because I then didn't want to Google it because I was like, I don't want to see cock it's crying on my cock, feed. It's cock's crow. Jane, but cock shout also works. Definitely does. Cock's crow. I'm going to put it into Google. Cock's crow. Jane, do you have our little snippet from Dara Shimes on your phone? Yeah. I never saw that. You did. You pointed it out before. Did I? Yeah. I don't think I did. You did. Jane, that's, this is like a new piece of information in my brain. Well, we were sitting at your kitchen table and you said, oh, did you put it in your phone? And I was like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's Coxcrow because there's actually a nursery rhyme called Coxcrow Nursery Rhyme with Karaoke. Right. Sorry. That was actually just a delivery ad. Well, if anybody says Coxshout like me, let me know. Or if I've been completely wrong. I feel like, Jane, this is a phrase you should know because you... Get up a cock shout every day. Sorry, I was blowing my nose there on mute. Uh, Coxcrow, it is Coxcrow. Okay, grand. Anyway, Agony Ant, let's get into it, right? Agony Ant. So every now and then we like to, well, I don't know about you, Ro, but when I was a kid, I was all about the problem pages in Ms. Magazine. I was all about, do you remember like Crush? Uh, no, it wasn't Crush, but it was like uh, Embarrassing Stories. Yeah, and it was like it's always like my crush did something, yeah. or it's always super British, and it was like the lush boy from my class. Was yeah. anyway, <laughs> loved it. So every now and then, me and Ro like to do a little Agony Ant style episode because uh, we can quick fire through things and read and live out our. And we're advice monsters in general, so we love it. We love giving advice. We love it. Yeah. Uh, so like a first, I've got a good one. Yeah. So we both picked out some of our favourites. Some of our favourites. Some of our favourite problems. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and uh, yeah, there's a nice varying very varied list of responses. Varied, but also a lot of common themes, actually. Which yeah, so we might bulk a few together, maybe. As we progress, but it was quite interesting to see that people are kind of it's yeah I just think it's interesting the problems that have arisen because there's a lot of commonalities and the people are feeling the same way which is always comforting when you know you have a problem other people also have the same problem commonality is a great word Fair commonality point. is key word of the day 
Okay. My boyfriend and I are thinking of moving in together, but because rent is so high in Dublin, truth, we're thinking of looking with a third person. Have you or any friends ever lived with a couple or lived with your partner and a third person? I can imagine it makes for an odd dynamic in the house, possibly more so for the third person. That's true. So is it just general advice? Because I have a lot of it. No, first. I don't, I don't really have much experience living with couples, to be honest. Well, I have to say to this lovely uh, listener, it absolutely changes the dynamic of the house. Uh, it, it's not necessarily a bad thing sometimes. Like, it's a different dynamic, but it's not necessarily a bad dynamic. Uh, but with some couples, it is a bad dy- dynamic. So I have lived with many many different people over the years having lived in two session gaffs uh like i say session gaff but like a house of all your friends where there's like six people living there yeah like from when i moved out at 20 till 23 there's i think i lived with 20 people 20 different people yeah. over those three years people coming and going taking people's rooms someone being there for six months blah 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 uh and then i lived in another house uh with a couple different couples again people coming and going um what I will say is I think this person has the right idea in addressing that there will be a dynamic issue and also very sane of you to address that it's us, that it's probably the third person who's going to be affected. So I think already you're going to make for a nice couple to live with. I don't know. Oh, sorry. They're in the couple. They're in the couple. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she's in the couple. She wants to move in with her boyfriend. Can't afford it. Wondering if they should get a third person. So I assume that means they want like a two bedroom house, like two double rooms or something. What would, what would it not be better? Now, Jane, as you said, you've more experience with living with multiple people than I do. Would two couples not be better? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's, maybe that isn't an option. Yeah. True. Maybe it's a third friend. Uh, for me personally, whether I was the not person not in the couple or in the couple, um, that dynamic wouldn't be something I'd want to test out. Ever. No, Ever. I just think it's tricky. I think it's tricky. I understand completely, though. Like, you know, I've lived with loads of couples. I've lived with probably about five or six different couples over the years. Um, some of them have been an absolute delight and always respectful, aware of the dynamic and not wanting to make feel, anyone feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and then I lived with other couples who it was an absolute nightmare and it was us versus them and they were in each other's ear and but Jane your situations yeah. were always you weren't there wasn't three it was always a couple and then multiple people which is a bit different again <coughs> isn't it true yeah I mean that's not the same thing um but I've lived with maybe there'd be one couple and then two or three other people in the house uh which is fine because then you have someone to bitch to about the couple if you need to <laughs> um but it's tricky yeah I mean all I'll say is, if you end up doing it, it sounds like you've a good head on your shoulders. Um, it sounds like you're already very aware of what the possible outcomes might be of this situation. Uh, so always keep the dialogue open. And um, on a very practical level, don't be that dick who you're riding on the couch and you know that yeah. your one's 
in the next room. You know what I mean? Like, oh God, no, people don't know. Surely no. If they listen to this podcast, they're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Be be sound about it. Like, don't be. And, and also, or even right in your bedroom, be sound about that. Like the noise levels. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. Awkward. And also be sound like, like you are not what like. I find that one of the biggest issues that comes from living with a couple is when they see themselves as one entity. Yeah. You are all separate people. You know, yeah. like you you don't need to, well, we think this and we think this. No, you're three people living in a house. Yeah. You know, who happen to be in a relationship with each other. Uh, and so I will say, communicate all of this before you move in with this third person because... Um, it is really tricky and I've like lost I've I've friendships that have been lost over uh like read like some like really long close friendships lost over drama from living with uh them in a couple yeah. so it's really uh, tricky it's like so it is it's scary it's really scary and you know what they say uh please. you want to know me come live with me but also, like, you know, I think the, the reason the dynamic is, is weird, and maybe this isn't always the case. Like, I'm sure there are cases that couples don't want to live just alone. But usually couples live with someone else because they can't afford to live just by themselves. And the ultimate goal is that they live just by themselves. So there's this dynamic immediately that it's of, it's for necessity, not be, not just out of wanting to live with that third person. Very interesting. I never thought about that, of course. Which I think as being the third person, I would just personally, if I was the third, the not in the couple, I would just feel like I'm almost living in their house just because there's two of them as, and you say as one entity almost that can happen. And it's like, I don't know. I, it depends how long you've known each other and stuff as well. Also depends what kind of couple you are. Like if you're a very lovey-dovey couple and there's a lot, like that would again make a different vibe in like sitting on the couch watching TV. Yeah, exactly. Um, I never thought about it like that of course like no couple I mean you tell me but no couple aspires to be living with three people they eventually want to get to the goal that it's just them so I think, yeah I think a couple would I think in a situation like where there's a few couples in a gaff or a couple and like your situation a couple and, and lots of other people when you're a bit younger I think that people could definitely want that they might be like I want to have a fun house yeah. but a couple and one other person no I don't think anyone is like I want that <clears throat> well Andrea when me and Andrea were talking about this last night and I was reading some of the problems that came in um, that we're going to be talking about and she was telling me about how she used to live with a couple in Ireland um, but you wouldn't know that they were a couple yeah it was just and they were just saving up to buy a house and they were adults and like she was like I heard them riding but like they wouldn't be like macking on the couch you know like when we're trying to make yeah. dinner or watch TV uh, yeah it's a very good point and also can I just acknowledge that it's very sad that that's what you have to do. Like, Shocking. If, if that's not, like, I'm assuming that you'd rather, because you said that you want to live together, but you can't afford it. It's really sad that you can't, as a adult, afford to live with just your partner. Like I was just saying to Andrea last night, I was like, Andrea, imagine we had to live with another person or in a group of people. Like we've been very lucky in the places we found and stuff, but it's hard. So fair play. It is hard, but I think, yeah, as you said, Jane, she's acknowledged it now, and like the fact that she's even said, could this be an issue, means that it sounds like she'll be quite sound about it, and they'll have a chat about it, and at the end of the day, personally, I, I, I would be, like, feeling the same way as she is, I'd be like, oh, God, is this a good idea, but 
you don't know until you try it. So it could work out brilliantly and it sounds like you're respectful of the other person and you've got a good head and shoulders because you're raising the questions yourself. Um, so let us know how it gets on, how you get on. Yeah, yeah. And thank you for writing in. Interesting one. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go for the next one? Sure. Um, so there was two that came in on the topic of weight. So uh, kind of different, but just both weight related. So I will uh, read one out first. So, um, <clears throat> okay. I gained so much weight on the IUD. In case anyone doesn't know what the IUD is, it's intrauterine device. It's essentially a contraception. It's a coil. Um, hormonal, I presume in this case, you can get a non-hormonal version. I'm the expert on all things contraception. You are. Um, so I gained so much weight on the IUD. Uh, so upset. Has me triggered from when I had weight problems in college. The boyfriend is kind, but says it's better than the alternative, a baby. How not to get triggered by weight gain as an adult. This IUD, uh, this IUD symptom seems out of my hands. I'm fit, healthy, I eat well, but I can't stop the gain. Any advice appreciated. I'm definitely, it's definitely getting me down. So. I will say, Ro, you are definitely the expert in this. But would that be a symptom of like, maybe it's not the right contraceptive for you? Yeah, so there's two elements here, I think. The first is, okay, let's just talk about the contraceptive element like yeah um so i i had both iud's there's a hormonal and a non-hormonal um i didn't gain weight on the the hormonal but i believe with all contraceptions people react very differently to them um but i had different side effects from the hormonal iud and i got mine removed after the minute they tell you to use it for six months see so you get on like keep it for that long at least i think i lasted eight months and got it out it's tricky because it's expensive it's quite uncomfortable to get inserted um it's really expensive it's meant to last you like five to ten years so you kind of feel almost like you failed if you're getting it removed so quickly but like for me personally I think this is quite a clear cut um like my advice would be quite clear cut I think there are other options of contraception this is clearly affecting you quite a lot I would look at alternatives also I fucking hate the boyfriend saying yeah well, that, that what's better than the other alternative? A baby? No, the other alternative is you getting a fucking vasectomy or wearing a condom. <laughs> like no, and he, she said he's kind about it, but honestly, that actually when I read that, I, my blood boiled a bit. Right. Uh, because this girl, this woman, sorry, she's a girl. This woman is going through clearly emotional distress about weight gain due to contraception, and the the the, the nerve to say what's better a baby I, I that would that would now that would drive me fucking mental <laughs> i know but also like it, there's a different like that's not the only alternative to this like contraception shouldn't be only the woman's problem absolutely um, um like there are, anyway. obviously, look, she's well aware of other options like you can get the copper one has other side effects like heavy periods so you can go the temperature route the natural planning route condoms whatever other options but like for me personally, if you think this weight gain is due to the coil, talk to your doctor, get it out. Honestly, like it's if it's affecting your 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 mental health. The thing about doctors and, and contraception, though, is I find that they're very like, no, that shouldn't cause your weight gain. And they're very quick to dismiss any symptoms you have from hormonal birth control, in my experience. So just advocate for yourself and be prepared to say you want it out. Like when I went to get mine out, they, they were really trying to convince me not to. Like, why do you care if I want to get it out? Yeah, well, is it is it just that they're pushing certain drugs and stuff? 
I think it's just that they're like, this is a great form of contraception. It's brilliant. You should stick to it. She'll get pregnant if you take it out. Um, but um, yeah, I really feel for her. It's, it's horrible when the weight gain is out of your control and she's saying that she's fit, she's healthy and yet she can't keep the weight off. Like that, that that's horrible. So uh, yeah, get, get the fella to... <laughs> Get the fellas cop on. I mean, I don't know much about uh, IUDs and contraception being a big giant lesbian, but I do know a good bit about being triggered by weight gain and struggling to get weight off and getting it quite quickly. Um, and it's really hard, and it's it it's uh it is emotionally exhausting. Like you know, I I would go through phases, not so much anymore. I think as you get a bit older, you get a bit more sure of yourself and you know your body a bit more. And you kind of also accept that, like, I will never have a body like what I think is an ideal. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because it's physically impossible. Maybe my hips are wider or whatever, you know. So I think it does get better with age, but it's still hard. Um, but I will say, <clears throat> sorry, Jesus, my throat uh, with cat hair. Uh, what I will say is, um, it's really fucking hard. And I mean, the only thing. I've completely lost my train of thought, Ro. Have you noticed that I've been trying to get back to where I was? <laughs> noticed that, yeah. I thought it was the just the allergies acting up. <laughs> Wait, I'll edit this out. But what was I going to say? I was going to say something important. No, I think, like, I think that the really what's really hard here is the fact that it's out of her control. Like she seems okay. To be sorry, to hold on, I'm back. <laughs> I'll edit this part out. I don't think you have to, Jane. I think it's absolutely fine. You were just thinking about what you were going to say. <laughs> we'll see what I can do. But what I will say is I have had, I get really frustrated because I will gain weight a lot quicker. Like if I have one takeaway, I'll balloon. Andrea is... That's water weight gain. Surely it's not actual weight gain, is it? No, it's not actual weight gain. But you know what I mean? Like if I have a couple of weeks in a row, maybe that I haven't been great. And it it mightn't even be necessarily like I'm having a takeaway every night. But maybe if I'm having a little bit more chocolate or maybe a couple pack of crisps a week instead of maybe one a week or... I will put on like maybe even half a stone and then getting that off again is so hard. So I know the frustration of it. I know it. It's fucking mad, but focus on how you feel as well, you know? And I mean, that goes back to the IUD. And if this is having, like, if you feel not great in yourself and it's having an impact on your mental health, like weight is a big emotional thing, you know, weight isn't just weight, you know, weight is tied in with our identity. And even though as much as we don't want it to be, it is, and uh, don't dismiss it as, oh, well, this is just a symptom I have to put up with because it, it, it can be emotionally taxing. So uh, get your fella to wear some Johnny's. Yeah, and I know, look, look I know she, like the thing is, he, for all we know, he could be saying, I'll absolutely wear condoms. And she might be like, I don't like them. So we don't know. But like, there are alternatives. But also, uh, like, I think for her, oh, Frankie's really cute there. Sorry, can you see? He's just in my arm for her I, I what I can really feel from the message is the lack of control I know yeah Jay, like also Jane what you're saying it must be really hard as well you feel like if you just slip a little bit you're you know it's hard yeah. to get back but in this case like I know because some people go on medication and stuff and they put on weight and it's out of their control like that's so just hard to deal with because you're doing everything right but I guess the comfort there is it, you know... stop Frankie that's too cute who gave you the right to be that cute no, he's leaning on my shoulders. But um, at least, I guess, look, a little comfort maybe that you know it is the IUD and hopefully when you get it taken out, you'll be able to gain some control over that element of your life again if that's what you if that's what you decide to do. Um, but yeah, good luck with this. 
I think don't feel guilty about getting that out because this is having an emotional effect on you. And I think you should be. You and know. don't feel like you need to put up with it because this is the only option. It's not Absolutely. the only option. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. I'll call out. I'll talk. Sorry. I've got a dog literally clambering over me here. Um, okay. So there's another one related to weight as well. Um, okay. So I need to lose weight, but I, but I can't stop eating. I'm depressed because I'm fat and I eat to feel better. And then I feel like shit. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, they're both around weight, but they're both very, very different situations. Completely different because the one is very out of their control. And I'm not saying this one's in her control because it actually isn't. It sounds like it's an emotional, like, Well, that's you know, the thing. I don't think it is in her control, but no. the trading thing is that there isn't something tangible uh, as in that she, like, get out the IUD. It probably seems even more hopeless when you can't put your finger on what it is that's making me do this. Uh, mm -hmm. Eating is a comfort for sure um and often a uh a barrier or, or often a often a, a fix a cure a, a band-aid for a plaster geez am i from america a plaster for something else that's going on internally and emotionally for you um it could be anything uh so what i would say what really helped me um was therapy really would you um, have would you have classified yourself as an emotional eater uh, not really but for me um not an emotional eater or a comfort eater in the same sense that uh that we think it is like you know the very simplistic view of you eat to feel better um but for me i remember my therapist described it as it's not eating to feel better but you just want to be free of constantly thinking about what you're eating so because my weight goes up very quickly like my metabolism, I guess, is so slow or whatever. Um, my weight can can change drastically even just after a couple of days. I could put on two pounds after a couple of days of like on holidays. Like, okay. and then getting yeah. that off is even harder. So I'm always constantly on the ball and thinking about everything I'm eating. So yeah. for me, the comfort was not binging, but just not having to think about I can't eat that or it can't, you know, just you know what, yeah. it's grand. Uh, so I think that was my instance. I think. Comfort eating isn't isn't this one size thing that we think of in our head of like you eat to feel better. So I, I would talk to someone. Or like the, the association you'd have with like crying eating. Sorry, this sounds really you know horrible, but going to a breakup, <laughs> crying and eating yeah. ice cream. You know that's what people associate comfort eating with. Yeah, I know. For me, it's actually just the freedom of not having to think about it. So when you say that, do you mean that you got yeah. to a point where you know obviously you went you went to a nutritionist and you, you're you're very educated on food now but do you feel that then that it's more so that you're just like I eat well when I can and I've just released that stress in my mind around food uh that is the goal <laughs> that's the aspiration but I still think about it almost daily I'm, I'm much better um but now I'm almost like well you know I've gone to nutritious and everything um but now I'm always like that's another thing that I'm trying to think about how am I building my plate I need yeah. to solidify this habit in my head. All, they're all control things. And I'm just yeah. like, when I comfort eat, I'm doing mm -hmm. air bunnies. When I comfort eat, it's not like, okay, I'm going to binge three pints of ice cream now and get a big bag of chips and a pizza. It's not that. It's like, okay, I don't want to have to think about building a plate. I don't want to think. Mm -hmm. I just want to eat. So what I'm trying to do is try intuitive, intuitive eating, yeah, which has been very good where it's just kind of skills around listening to your body. 
Yeah. So it's not necessarily following a food plan. It's well, am I have I stopped being hungry now? Yeah. Okay. okay. You know, look, it's a fucking daily battle. It's hard. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that was my that's my personal instance. I mean, you you it might be something else for this listener. It could be something else. It could be that the you know the classic thing of the eating is filling a void or I don't know for me it's yeah. actually just the control around it um I don't know what it is the only way you can find out is figure out what's going on underneath all of that um because it's probably a symptom for something bigger and you yeah. know for some people it comes out as you know for some people it could come out as drinking too much or drug use or you know an exercise whatever like we all have exercise as well you know like I mean yeah it's I I, yeah I'd go talk to someone if I were you and I know that's not the best answer um but do know that you're not alone because I've had certain experiences similar to you millions and millions of other people and probably a fuckload of people listening to this right now have felt similar to both of us or have some sort of issue around food um if you do anyone else is listening and they've had similar experiences please let us know um Mm -hmm. because this podcast is all about letting people know that we're all in it together um so while i can't fully give you proper advice on this is what you need to do uh you know you're not alone and you'll get through it and it does change with time so i think like it's yeah it's fine it's talking to someone about what else might be going on but also like what could be helpful i know you found this helpful jane is the education around nutrition and food could be very 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 beneficial if you like that control aspect with food like it could be you might find it very empowering to educate yourself about food i don't know i can't i have no idea what this work for this person but that could be something that could be empowering relating to food in a positive way yeah yeah with that as well like it's funny because like my entire adult adolescence and adult life was just constant okay well what do I eat and what do I, and you'd get all these different um different advice on what you should be eating what is healthy what is right for you blah 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 but it was actually I thought that I knew loads about food and nutrition but it was only when going to a nutritionist that it was kind of the fucking food pyramid and home ec is all we learn if you do home ec and it's like yeah but you know you google things and you hear all these things about different diets you can do and all this and it's all bullshit like this was just plain simple so uh yeah the approach i've taken personally is i've never i've never been interested in or really looked into any of those the diets but just like understanding what's good for you and yeah and how much should you be eating and like it's very basic really it's just eat things that are natural and that grow yeah like and yeah I get I do get guilt like as my Jane was saying to me the other day just this morning when we started recording she's like do you eat broccoli all the time because like I get like a I I would say I have a quite a good relationship with food it's never been a necessarily big issue for me however I do get like health how healthy is my plate guilt like for example if I'm eating something like a pasta bake or something that I feel like you know there's nothing actually it's just pasta, tomato and maybe cheese or something. I'm like, oh God, I can't just have that. I'll have to add broccoli to the plate just to make myself feel better. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Loves broccoli. I, I imagine broccoli. No broccoli. I, I imagine Ro having broccoli with milk on it for breakfast, like cereal. I just feel, I just feel like I have to have a vegetable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or else I feel like, oh God, I've just eaten something that has no nutritional value in it. I mean, for my dinner, I'm not saying I throw broccoli at every meal, like, but, uh, 
that's just the way I always approach it. I'm like, I have to have one healthy thing at my dinner. See, that's that's a great way to approach it. Like, like now I kind of what I've been trying to do is kind of ease up on that control a bit and just be like, like for instance, like we, me and Andrea, we've been really good all week. We did a big shopping, little loads of fruit, loads of veg, smoothies every day, everything really good. And then last night, I just I was like, okay, what are we gonna have for dinner? And I looked in the freezer and I was like we have potato wedges and veggie chicken nuggets. And I was like, that's what I want. <laughs> I didn't feel bad about it. You know, it's just like, whatever. There's no nutritional value in this. However, I did other meals I made up for it. And yeah, whatever. totally. Okay. Sure, look, okay. last night I had, I had a pasta bake and broccoli. Um, and then I was like, I'm so starving. There was, there was chicken goujons in the, in the freezer. I made curry sauce and chicken goujons. I ate it and then uh, had... Um, two packets of minstrels in popcorn. So like Amazing. one day share, so pack of minstrels each. And YOLO, I ate grand all week. So and tonight I'm going to have a takeaway. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it, YOLO. Just balance. Sorry, actually this is probably really insensitive. We're tight on about the stuff we're eating now and someone is struggling with food. But um, yeah, like for me personally, it's 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 the balance. And I'm, if I'm eating something unhealthy, I try and then add something healthy into it. So I just feel a bit better. But that's me personally, obviously. Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's, you're coming from a place where food doesn't, like, yeah. enthrall your entire head. No, uh, so I totally get it that, you know, it's not as simple as just educating no. yourself. It probably runs no. a lot deeper. Uh, <laughs> but you're like, yeah, no, no, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Um, but look, okay. um, we wish you the best of luck. We know it's really hard. Yeah. Do you want to take the next one, Jane? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. There's a, a, there's a, a another, DM. what? There's a DM one about work, and it's kind of a commonality. Yeah, another common, what, what is it, Ro? Commonality, Jane. Uh, it's another, yeah, it's another thread um, that lots of people wrote in about, so I'm just going to read one. Yeah, I don't know where it is, Ro. Some DMs. I'm going to grab it. Yeah, but you're going to have to give me the name. I have it here. Will I just read it out? Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Should I quit my job? I'm 23 and just so bored, uninterested and just stressed with the corp and just stressed with the corporate job that now that I'm now in for over a year and a half. I'm not fully sure if it's a combination of lockdown fatigue but I'm just so tired of my role and really anxious to try and get into an area I have an actual interest in, but I'm terrified of leaving and starting from scratch to get into a new industry. I'm lucky that I have some money saved up to fall back on uh, if I do pack it in, but I'm still afraid, but also know I cannot keep going on like this for much longer. Leave Can your I... job, pal. Leave, Leave your, job. your job. You're 23. Leave your job. You're 23. You have money saved. You don't like it. Go on. 23. Yeah. Perfect. Go. Brilliant. Done. Like, (laughs) I will say, like, it is hard. Like, even now, if someone our age, like, what, we're about 31. If someone our age was like, should I leave my job? I'd still say yes. Because, you know, you're 23, which means you're one year into a 50-year career. Yeah. Yeah. You can change. You're not going to undo all your good work. You didn't do anything. I'm sorry, but you're a year into a job. I'm assuming that you graduated college when you were 21, 22. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I think 
that's what people do like they, I left college and then worked in it and then just worked in something related to my college degree in tv and stuff uh, for about a year and then I was like I don't want to do this at all and then you know still living at home as well so I had a bit of freedom in that regard and then I uh, ch- completely changed industry and here I am yeah I didn't I work in marketing now I didn't get into marketing until I was 25 yeah uh, I worked as a journalist yeah uh, exactly. so uh yeah, and I've no doubt that probably in 10 years' time I'll probably have another career. I do feel like that age group, though, now are a lot more... Um, I feel like they're, like, amazingly career-driven. Like, I, I know that in my company, like, a lot of people started with us at, like, 22, 23, 24, and they're, like, unbelievably driven and just so career-focused for that age. Whereas I feel like when we were that age, it was definitely a bit more normal to not really know what you wanted to do and jump around a bit. Um but just in my like my limited experience of it, I'm like, Jesus, that age group, they seem like they leave college and they're really like focused on like earning money and like getting on the career ladder where I think for us, it was kind of a bit like... I think now there's more of a clear path or something. Actually, there's more jobs though, Jane. You have to remember yeah. when we finished college, it was height of recession. So I think it wasn't even expected that we'd get a job. Well, like when I finished, well, I didn't really finish college. I did two years journalism and never got a degree. Uh, when I just jumped from internship to internship uh, and it was kind of an accident that I ended up in marketing. Um, So I will say, yeah, I mean, you're 23, you can sidestep, you can climb, you can do whatever you want. Like it's your life. Bottom line is if you are hating your life right now, it's not lockdown, bud. It's not lockdown. It's, it's, you don't like the job. And if you don't like what you're doing every day, Look, be realistic. I, in my job, I love my job. I don't like what I do every day. I do get fatigued with it. It has been harder in lockdown when you're not actually in an office, all these things. But I still enjoy what I do for the most part, 70% of the time when I'm Mm -hmm. not stressed out. If you are really hating your life, (laughs) get out of there. What's the point? It's literally your life. It's time is the most important thing you have in the whole world. And and also like the thing is what he lockdown I think does shine a light on if you do hate your job more because you don't have other things to fluff it up like the social life related to work yeah, maybe yeah. On a job I think when you're just at home in your bedroom working every day if it's really if you don't like it it becomes really apparent if you don't like the industry for example or what you're doing day to day and I think everyone struggles with that in lockdown but I think that 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 yeah this one's an easy one for me leave the job pal and do find something you, you enjoy completely yeah leave the job uh, I mean sometimes you know even the social aspect of a job is enough to keep you in a job and if that's yeah. worth your time because you really love the people you work with great seems like yeah. you're not getting much of anything out of this so no get out of there um, and just to reiterate there were like three other questions related to what you do when you're not satisfied in your job so it's definitely it's definitely a lot of people are in the same boat right now I think because um, I guess we're all just like something about jobs is a bit meaningless as well at the moment in some ways because you are just working by yourself every day you're like what am yeah, I doing it <laughs> it's a weird thing um I would say if it's very clear to you that you don't like you don't like your industry it's a great time to leave if it's but also if you're unsure it could be lockdown talking as well so just be like not in his case but you know um there's also the practicality of it like this guy seems to have money saved and can do it that's great I do also understand that there's people that are in jobs that just don't have the luxury to be able to just leave and I get that um so I mean 
how can you mind yourself in that as well? Yeah. How, how do you plan your exit? I wouldn't just yeah. resign yourself to say, well, I'm just going to be in this forever, but think about it. Like, could you be putting away even a hundred or 200 quid a week? If you could even, you know, save enough money to pay two or three months rent and live yeah. on the bare mins, then you have three months where you can see where you want to go next and apply for jobs and, uh yeah i mean my favorite saying is no amount of money has ever bought a second of time so do not ever think well i've made this much strides in my career so i can't go back now of course you can and it's all about the process as well like how fun would that be to start something new from scratch and learn something new yeah anyway people ask like what to do and you don't know what to do next try everything I know, but like, I think, yeah, I was going to say then just try things, but I know that's really loose advice, but there's, again, there's nothing we can say to you. Okay, you need to do this, this, then this. It's like, you must have a loose idea about what you'd like to do day to day. Like a loose, loose idea. And then you need to figure out, is there, how could you make money doing this? Um, if you genuinely know clue about anything you want to do, it would be really You tough, know, but- it's funny because, you know, I, I have the same thing. I'm like, well, you know, what do I want to do? What does make me happy? So I yeah. think I was looking, I was doing research and it's like, well, what is it in your life that you do without assignment? Like what yeah. is something that you do just to do? Um, I mean, I think now that we're on our phones all the time, I think it really limits these, it limits hobbies, to be honest. Yeah. I find that it really does. Uh, but do you know what I realized? In my spare time, I used to love making websites for my friends' bands and designing their MySpace pages and everything. Yeah. And now I love editing the podcast and like making podcasty stuff. And I'm like, oh wait, I do that for work. I make money off doing these things. It's I not everything make- I love, but yeah. it's yeah, it's enough that it's something I'm interested in that I like doing. So and I make YouTube videos in my spare time. Exactly. And I love and I loved the whole community element of that with people like commenting and chatting to people, which is very related to what I do now, which is social media and then a podcast in my free time. Exactly. You know, so it's, it's for me, it was like, what do I enjoy doing? I love that sense of community. Hence why we have the podcast. And that's what I, that's what I get through doing social media. So like, I do think it's probably easy for us to say, cause we've fallen into careers we like, um, but it kind of just happened to, like by accident for both of us. We're like, what do I like? How do I get into it? But I will say as well, like uh, I, I didn't consciously figure out that, that I like, like I just landed in and I was like, Oh, this is the thing I used to do for yeah. when I was a teenager on the internet. I, it's not, it's very difficult to say, okay, I love uh, my guitar. I love playing guitar. How do I turn that into a career? Well, I can't get a job as a professional musician because not everyone can be a rock star. But maybe you need to educate yourself on, well, could I be writing film scores for indie movies for a hundred quid a pop to write a little guitar lead or something? Like, is there anything small you could do? How can you apply this to a lucrative industry? Yeah. That's think, where the education piece needs to come because I never had. Oh well, I love making my mates MySpace pages. How does that work into the world now? To be fair, the social media digital marketing industry wasn't a thing back then. But you know, I got lucky that I figured that out by accident. But consciously think about how could I apply what I love doing to something that already exists. 
Yeah. The thing is, I think people, when they're like, I don't know what I want to do next. And as I said, these were loads of questions we got. They want an, an easy answer and a quick fix. And there's no way to give you that. It's your it's your career. It might change multiple times throughout your life as well. Um, yeah. I think people just want to know. They're unhappy in their job. And they're like, well, what, where will I go next? They want someone just to tell them what to do. I think there's a massive amount of expectation on what your job is as well. Like, yeah, okay, I like my job. I don't absolutely adore it. My life's work, but I really like it. But it's not all of who I am. (laughs) I also like to play drums. I also like to go for swims and go for cycles. Uh, I like, you know, doing all these things. I like to paint. I like to, like... Yeah. You can't... I don't think someone has one passion. No. And that is it. I think find something that you really like to do. <laughs> yeah. This idea that like, you're going to like jump and go into, go into a job that you absolutely love. It's your passion project. That's that happens, but it's quite rare. Like, I, I think again, as Jane said, the expectations can be quite high with careers now. Cause we keep seeing all these people who set up whatever their dream job through social media or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, if you just find something that you, that you like and build from there and then yeah like for for me I, I did tv and then i was like i don't really like this and then i started doing social media dave ran nightclubs i started helping him with the social media stuff i realized i like the social media stuff i did a course in that and here i am so it wasn't even that conscious i just started helping him out with it and realized i was good at it and enjoyed it um yeah so yeah and also uh i also discovered that in life like we we're fed all these images of you know Gary V and like all these young entrepreneurs and you know hustle 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 get, you know but actually one of my goals in life is to have work-life balance and yeah, to be able not to hustle like, so much what to not hustle <laughs> to not hustle and I think that's okay so like I'm fine not being the boss of my own company and earning loads of money because I actually don't want that responsibility yeah well, I mean, I do in some respect. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I mean, right now, I like having the balance of like, okay, well, I can clock off at six o'clock and I'm not worried about, you know, paying a team and, you know, doing all these things. Uh, so look, I mean, waffle, waffle, waffle. You know what I mean? Good luck. <laughs> We've been talking for a long time, Jane. So I think, we have. Uh, yeah. I think we should wrap it up. But um, there were some other questions, just in case you're panicking. I'm sure you were. No, we didn't answer it. We're going to take, uh, there were some we got that were very good that we're going to do a main channel episode on just in case you're wondering why we didn't answer yours. I see. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Thanks so much for writing in. Like, I totally understand how uh, vulnerable it must make you feel uh, to just literally, like, throw your life's problems to a podcast to answer in front of thousands of people. So, thank you. Yeah, thanks a mil, guys. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Hope you are all doing good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening, as always. And um, would super appreciate a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And do share the podcast uh, with your uh, pals, WhatsApp groups, or put it on your Instagram story because every little mention really helps. If you have any feedback on any of the answers, if you have a personal experience with anything we talked about today, share it with us. We'll absolutely share it on. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.